in my life, before I leave each day, above my door is spelled out hope. And with the words added to each letter, help one person every day, reminding myself and people that leave our home to live that life in helping one person every day. That's a good reminder. Walking outside the door is starting our day. What's up, listeners? My name is Ken Weatherford. Welcome to Laugh at the Darkness, a podcast full of stories of goodness, light, laughter, and love, brought to you by beerandhymns.com. Each month we'll highlight the work of a different charity, try out a new drink, and hear stories of people doing cool things that make the world a little bit better. So I invite you to kick back and relax with your favorite beverage, or simply go for a walk as we laugh at the darkness together. This month, we're talking uh, with the founders of the Rampy MS Research Foundation, Joe and Scott Rampy. Welcome to the podcast, Joe and Scott. Awesome. Thank you. What an honor. No, thank you all for being here. So this is our first episode, uh, and I will say that we're recording this conversation, listeners, first thing in the morning. So while our plan is probably to feature uh, a different drink or two each month, uh, alcohol before 8 a.m. just wasn't... Uh, on on the route this morning, so uh, but we swung by a nice let coffee it, shop. Coffee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, what what are y'all sipping on this morning? Uh, dirty chai. Dirty chai. My favorite matcha coconut milk. Nice. Such a Joe drink. I've got I've just got a uh, a, a latte of some kind on a half sw- half sweet decaf Onyx Delight. There we go. I could remember all Onyx that. isn't a sponsor, but we love them anyway. We'll yes. we'll give them a shout out there. A little plug. Um, and uh, that's I, I can't do the caffeine anymore. I, just oh. a single cup is about all my body can take. So. Ramp EMS Research Foundation. How did this How did this whole thing get started? Tell us about it. Ten years ago. Ten years ago, I had a window of opportunity with an illness called multiple sclerosis, MS. MS, many scars on the neurological system. That's the brain and the spinal cord. And I was 11 years into that illness. It's a disabilitating progressive illness. And I knew that if I wanted to up my game of activity, mobility, I needed to do it soon. And I decided, I asked my husband, Scott, I said, I see you doing triathlons. Do you think I could do that too? And without a limit... He said, absolutely, of course. I was an avid runner, avid biker, but I did not add swimming to you my repertoire. You biked a lot repertoire. at that time. We biked a lot. I was biking and running, able to run at the time. And as it was progressing, that illness, I knew that I wanted to add to it. And so I started swimming. And it was slow. I only had three weeks before the pool closed, that was um, Labor Day weekend. And so I know, knew I needed to get into the pool and begin that regiment of activity. And my husband joined me at the pool and taught me to swim. It was all about the breathing. You breathe out in the water. And I never knew that. And so what seemed to be a competition, I wanted to go faster. I wanted to go more distance. I was told by one of the friends that helped me in the pool, 
He said, it's not a competition. It's a completion. Ah, and no longer was it a competition. It was a, going to be a completion. So my swimming was encouraged, and I was able to swim more with confidence and encouragement. So she started going to the pool with me, and, uh, you know, we were practicing and, and working out. And, and uh, all my friends were like, hey, Scott, what's, what's going on with Joe down there? What, what's she doing? And I said, well, she's learned to swim. She wants to do a triathlon in three weeks. And they're like, really? And I said, yeah. I said, so, yeah, she's here practicing, and she's not a great swimmer and wants to learn how to swim better. And so, you know, everybody just rallied around here and started giving her pointers before before training or after her training um, to, you know, help her have a successful day. And then that same group, uh, every time we'd come to the pool, they'd pull me aside and say, Scott, there's some folks that maybe you want to come and support her and, and do the, the race with her. Um, are you, you think Joe's going to be okay if a few people show up? I said, I said, yeah, if a few people show up, no big deal. And I said, she'll be fine with that. And then this just kept repeating, that, that conversation kept repeating itself every week as uh, somebody would come to me and say, hey, um, some folks want to bring food and um, there's a TV station that's maybe interested in coming and there's, you know, there's going to be some music there and it just mushroomed and, and blew up. And so on race morning... Um, do you want to tell what happened on race morning? On race morning for my own triathlon <laughs> at 5 a.m., I didn't expect anybody to join us. Nobody that I knew talked about it. Yeah, you thought you and I were just driving over there. We were ourselves. driving over to the pool, and the pool was lit up like it was Christmas. And I heard the noise of the music and saw the people, the mobility in the pool that day. It didn't seem like 5 a.m. It's a it seemed like noon or 2 p.m. in the day. They were moving and hustling. And I said, stop the truck. Turn around. We've got the wrong day. Turn around and we'll go home and we'll come back another day. And <laughs> come do, back next week. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Our, at yeah. a closed pool and do this triathlon. So I pulled in and said, no, all these people are here to support your, your day. So once the doors of the truck opened, it was like, you know, the TV camera was in front of you and they were interviewing you and people were taking your bike and taking your gear and putting you in position. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the whole community just kind of took over for, for that day, which was uh, an amazing uh, effort to see, which is what this community is all about. Um, but we got to see that in, in the real world. It took my uh, breath time. away that morning and it still takes my breath away each year over the 10 years that we drive up to that pool. I mean, there was about 300 people there that day. That wow. That, that big. Yeah, it was that big. Right. It was that big. The word triathlon came alive. Yeah, and there was, you know, she didn't do the triathlon by herself. Um, uh, I jumped in the water, and there was probably another 10 or 12 people that actually, you know, jumped in the water and did the whole thing with her. Mm. Um, which was just, it was just so cool because it was just so Amazing. grassroots, organic, just out of nothing. Uh, mm. This beautiful thing happened. And, uh, you know, that's what started the, the foundation was that, that race that day. So Alex, our daughter, uh, lives in the social media space. She'll love that we're doing a podcast, by the way. So we're very cool. <laughs> but she's cool like, Dad, factor. she said, this is your guys' moment to start your foundation because we've been talking about it for years because we've been uh, kind of fundraisers for the National MS Society for years. Okay, right. So we lived in that space, but we said, you know, at some point we're going to do this on our own. 
And she's like, this is, you know, this is your launching point. So, you know, she put her social media magic together and um, there, were, there was about nine people that uh, donated the money for us to kind of the seed money to start our foundation. So when Joe crossed the finish line that day, we had a check made. It's still in my office over here. Hmm. And uh, presented to Joe when she crossed the finish line. It was $1,100 that was raised hmm. from nine friends that hmm. we know um, that just believed in what we're doing. And, you know, that's what started the foundation that day. Um, we decided to do the paperwork and, you know, the Ramp EMS Re Research Foundation was birthed out of that day. The encouragement from that day is still alive today, yeah, 10 years for sure. later. For sure. Amazing. Well, I mean, I can even speak to the, the encouragement you feel. I mean, my goodness, I was uh, over 200 pounds and I'm five foot five uh, when, when we moved to Northwest Arkansas six years ago. And uh, uh, our second son was, was born that fall. And really a month to the day after he was born, um, I had heard about your triathlon. I hadn't met you guys yet. Um, and, and I have no idea what on earth possessed me to think, I'm going to do a triathlon. But I, I woke up one morning and I looked at Casey and said, I'm going to do a triathlon next year. Uh, I've heard about this one in early September. And uh, you know, I, know, I knew a few people that did it. And I said, I'm, I'm going to do it. And, uh, and I, I went out and bought a bike uh, uh, about, well, no, no, I, 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 I got a, the Couch to 5K app. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> I started working on running. I'm a lifelong asthmatic. And, uh, you know, I couldn't run for more than 30 seconds without, you know, hacking up my lung. Uh, and then uh, ran my first 5K in February. The next morning I went and bought a bike. Uh, the next day I went and jumped in the pool and, you know, I spent six months training and, but the day in of the race and, and I, you know, I, I think I joined team endurance that first year even, and I maybe raised a couple of hundred dollars. Not, I was not a big contributor at that stage, but, uh, we, um, the experience of being in the water and then coming out and, uh, just so many people. I mean, literally hundreds of people just around the pool, and they're all cheering you, right? right. Uh, you know, they're they're helping you out of the water. They're they're cheering you as you run down to the transition area. It's just everywhere you go. Um, there's just so much love in in uh, in the air there. It's yeah. just such a fun place to be. Yeah. So and and from there, y'all, you know. It, the very next year, you you had a you, you hosted the, the first very the very Rampy next MS year. There was a there was about four or five guys that were really involved in putting on what ended up happening that day. Okay, and uh, all friends acquaintances of mine afterwards, you know, I was just like, man, this was amazing. Guys said, you know, this is unbelievable. And one of them um, said, man, just think what we could do if we had a year to plan the triathlon. Of mm. course, I'm like. It would be amazing. So we <laughs> we started on that path of planning the first annual Tripest for MS in 2012, shortly after she finished. We've been doing this now 10 years. And uh, what what are some of the breakthroughs? You know, that first year you raised $1,100 to start your foundation. You've now raised how much money to date? Let's start there. Um, probably by the end of this year, because... Um, you know, this is going to be a pretty significant year because TriFest will contribute quite a bit and Team Endurance is going to set a record year, but we're probably in the uh, $800,000 range of total wow. revenue that we've raised since we 
since we started. And all that goes to support MS Research, yeah. Well, I mean, we do have some admin well, of uh, course, expenses, yeah. but most 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 of all our dollars goes to research, and um, that's been kind of the fun part of what we do because we've made this partnership with UAMS for years, and we've supported them from day one. UAMS is the in University of Arkansas yep. Medical School in, in Little Rock, Little Rock. Arkansas. For and, for those that don't know, yeah. And that's a funny story because you know I said we were attached to the MS Society. And our, our model's a little different than theirs, although we're both, you know, have the same goal is to fund research and try to cure this thing. But the piece that was different is we wanted our money to go directly to doctors. So, you know, I, I kind of started dialing for dollars and calling up universities and talking to um, university philanthropic uh, departments and areas and saying, hey, this is something we're doing. We just started a foundation. Would you partner with us? And I got no phone calls back. And I mm. called several universities in, in the region. Um, and UAMS was the only uh, university that called me back and said, you know, tell us what you're thinking. And so the idea is a lot of research dollars is funneled through their, you know, departments of fundraising. And it, and it gets kind of whittled down a little bit before it gets to doctors. And so they were open to us having a partnership directly with doctors and, and giving money directly to them and keeping the admin, you know, uh, part out of that. Right. And right. so we started a partnership with them and we still have a partnership with them. Um, and now they serve on our medical board, which is a kind of a cool thing. So we support UMS and Dr. Archer, Dr. White and Dr. Drew, who are their research scientists there. Right. They make up our medical board and they help us. They recommend basically the doctors in the U.S. that have the most promise to cure this thing um, from the, all the data and all the research that they can uh, see. And so there's about five research doctors mm -hmm. that we uh, marked about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now. Mm -hmm. And we've started funding those doctors now. So Dr. Popko up in Northwestern at, at Evanston, uh, he's the uh, newest doctor that we brought on uh, a year ago. And then uh, Jonah Chan and his team at the University of California, San Francisco. Um, we just funded uh, him in January uh, for about $75,000. And what's cool about these doctors, and this kind of tells you the progression of this disease. So like the medical breakthroughs have all been in uh, treatment and drugs. The, okay. the drugs for MS over the last 10 years have been phenomenal. And, you know, we can sit here and, and say Joe's as healthy as she is today because of that and her activity and just, you know, her um, healthy we'll lifestyle. Definitely say her heart. Yeah, yeah, and, her, yeah, and, her yeah. Heart, yeah. and her big heart. And her big heart as she's pointing. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody would argue with yeah. you on that one, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's just not us saying that, but the researchers, no. if they were here, they would say the drug therapy has been amazing over the last 10 years. And there's so many options now for people if they come in contact with this disease of, of what they can do option-wise. The next phase is really trying to stop the um, uh, demyelination um, through a process of remyelination, which basically is repairing the myelin loss in the, in the brain. Right. And yeah. so Dr. Popko and Dr. Chan are, all, are both on their... Um, Second um, trial, it's pending with the FDA to approve it, but they will have a human trial with a drug that will, you know, benefit people and, and possibly 
you know, reverse the demyelination of, of what MS causes in the in the brain. Uh, ah. and that's so they're, they're already in the trial stage. They're, in, they're, in the, they're not in the trial stage. Okay. They're in the pending, pending. Uh, okay, sorry. trial stage with the FDA. They have to get it approved. Right. But their, their mouse models have all shown very much promise. Right. Um, and so they're now both in their, their second trial. And, and when the FDA approves that, um, it'll, it'll be amazing. So that's kind of how I would say the, the research is evolving um, out of you know, drug therapy and more into... You know, how can we reverse the, the effects of what this disease is, is causing uh, people? Wow, that's amazing. So yeah. pretty, pretty cool. And so all these doctors should be here this year. We've invited uh, uh, Dr. Popko, Dr. Chan, Dr. Archer, Dr. White, Dr. Drew. On the ground at the Trifest at the podium. They'll, they'll be found there. Nice. Yeah, we hope to uh, have them there. And, you know, we have big plans to give them all uh, really big checks, or at least the biggest checks we can give them. Yep, yep. And, uh, that will be just uh, amazing. Hey, so welcome to Bike Rack Brewing Company. Uh, we are over here. Bike Rack is one of our newest sponsors with Beer and Hymns, and we're so glad to have them uh, involved. They've been a venue for us since the summer of 2018. No, longer than that, summer of 2017. That's when we got started here, August 2017. Uh, and that was our first night ever raising funds for a charity. Uh, and it was with the Rampy MS Research Foundation, whom you've already heard from uh, earlier in the podcast. And uh, uh, so it's really cool to be getting to launch this podcast four years later, uh, getting started here with Bike Rack and with the Rampies. Um, and so, yeah, welcome to the table, Christine. Welcome to the conversation. Tell us about Bike Rack. Tell us about some of the beers that we're sitting here drinking. Hi, thanks so much for having me. And I just got to say, we love having you guys come play. We're so glad you're back. It's been too long <laughs> Way for too everything. Long. Way yeah. too long, yeah. Um, but it's definitely one of our favorite events that we have. Everybody's just so nice and it, everybody sings along. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I, I love hearing that. I mean, like we want it to be mutually beneficial, right? For oh, the venues, entirely. for yes. for everybody involved. It definitely is. Uh, and so I, I always love hearing that. I, I remember, you know, when we got started, we would uh, I'd always ask the bartenders at the end of the night, "Now, how are my people tonight? Like, how is everybody? Do I need to get them in line?" And uh, and fortunately, I don't think I've gotten many complaints. So <laughs> yeah, that's, <good>. that's <laughs> definitely a very appreciated question for sure. Bartenders do not get asked that very often. Oh, very good. Well, yeah. I, hey, all right, we like that. Well, that's what we want to be about, right? Laughing at the darkness, making the world a better place. Yes. Uh, and doing all those things. Um, but so, to answer your actual question <laughs> before I decided might be to an edit there. We'll see, but. go off on my own. Um, so, you know, Bike Rack, I joined in, I think, 2018. It's okay. been like 100 years since I joined. Uh, and started off as a bartender and... Um, started doing events and everything and really fell in love with the company. Like it's the easiest place I've ever worked for sure. Mm. Bike rack, the, I know the whole ethos behind bike rack is, um, that we want to be connected to the community. We want to sling good beers, obviously. Yes. That probably should have gone first, but that's fine. Uh, no, I, I, I like that you led with community. I, yeah. I, that even fascinates me that you started there. Uh, like to serve our beer at charity events. We do, you know, we of course serve at a lot of bike races, which you may have guessed from our name. Um, and we like to give, 
you know, foundations, uh, a free keg for their events. Like it draws in a lot of people. It makes people want to give money because they drink a little bit of beer yeah. and they're like, you know, it's I'm ready a very, to give. Very, very helpful tool at our oh, events. Yes. I can we, tell you that. <laughs> we do what we can, sir. Thank you. We, we don't ask for money at the start of the night. We kind of <laughs> no, no, push no. that into that the That goes yeah. at the end. You know how that goes. Um, yeah, but we also obviously like beer uh, and are constantly striving to improve our beer and make things that people actually want to drink. For example, our lager, uh, which we call which the is, bike rack beer. Right. Um, it's an American lager at 4.3%. We uh, modeled, modeled it after the Coors Banquet uh, beer that is secretly our favorite domestic. Yep. Um, which not super, so secret anymore, but not, you know, not a yeah. secret yeah. <laughs> at all. Um, but we just like drinking it all day when we can, which yeah. is most days. Most. <laughs> it's awesome when so you're. You do, so you do consume your product while you work. I do. I, the, the, I can't put that on. You the can't record. put that on record. No. no. What I can say is that my job is very easy. <laughs> Jeff, you need to challenge them more. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Jeff? <laughs> Um, I, yeah, bike rack beer, and I, I love that y'all just called the lager beer. Uh, it, the, the can is such a great looking can. The design is so awesome. We love all the design work that comes out of here. Uh, my Shout wife, out to Julian. Yes, she's amazing. Yeah, she is so wonderful. Um, but uh, yeah, we've been drinking beer all summer long. Uh, I it, love to it, hear that. Yeah, it has become a staple this year for us, and uh, we're just so glad to have a, a really nice craft lager. Uh, and, you know, my, I, I feel like this is probably the better way to say it. Yeah, we got band members that we're only drinking like the, I'm, I'm sitting here burping because I'm drinking the pale <laughs> ale right now. I'm watching struggle. Yeah, I can't get my words out. Um, <laughs> Uh, where it's not even noon, and I'm I'm really enjoying this beer here. Uh, but uh, my father-in-law um, grew up uh, in a in a small community, and and really, you know, when it comes to beer, you know, wants a a Miller High Life. Uh, really like his go-to is one of those little middle Miller ponies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one of those little ones, and. Uh, Every time we would bring him here, he he never really knew what to think, and just yeah, n- none of it really hit his hit his taste. And uh, we we brought him one of these recently, and he was like, "Oh, oh, I like this. That's awesome. Yeah, that's exactly uh, who we made it for. And what a lot of our beers do, what we try to do, is sort of bridge the gap between the domestic beers and craft. Yeah, nothing too uh, insane like sour beers, which you know, we love, but we want something a little more accessible to more people. Yes. Yeah. When I, I, I feel like I can recall, you know, various times where y'all have introduced, uh, you know, seasonal selections of, of, of that kind, uh, you know, that it would be like an, an orange beer or something like that. I can't remember mm-hmm. if, it, if it was specifically that flavor, but I always enjoy the fact that it's a very subtle uh, right. thing it's uh, it has never been the leading note of that beer mm-hmm. and you, you oftentimes will go to another brewery and you know they'll do a flavored beer that's you know that's fine that's fun but that's all you can taste i'm like well this isn't beer anymore it ends I, up I, being very one note <laughs> yeah exactly and that doesn't stay very interesting to no me, not sure. at all not at all i to- totally agree 
Um, so I, I've always enjoyed that about Bike Rack, for sure. Uh, what else have you got on? Anything seasonally coming up this fall that we should be looking forward to? Yeah, we, of course, have our Oktoberfest coming out uh, in September. I'm hoping the end of August, but... I'd, but for sure by September, because yes. that's when Oktoberfest yes. actually is, right? <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm honestly trying yep. to remember our brewing schedule schedule that, right now. That's when we all need um, to get our boots out. And, uh-huh. and, yes. And, yeah. uh, speaking of which, we're going to be having a Loggers and Lederhosen event here uh, on October 2nd, where we're going to have lots of different food stalls and other breweries bringing their best stuff. Oh, awesome. Uh, we'll have games, prizes, and you're hearing it here first, the... Uh, first, what I hope is annual wiener dog race and costume contest. <laughs> Wait, the wiener dogs are in the costume contest? Yes. The- uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't care about a human contest. I want, I want wiener dogs in costumes. <laughs> so great. <laughs> this is totally self-serving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you a wiener dog owner? Do, are you, do you, are, I, I am not. I not. have two cats. Okay. I All love right. dogs, yep. uh, but I... Don't have the time. I understand. I understand. Mm-hmm. But no, no particular thing that draws you to the to the dachshunds. Just the just how tiny and adorable they are. Indeed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my my wife grew up with one, so I yeah we we are fans. Uh, even they have loads of personality. I'm gonna say. So that's, I hear. That's, that's, that's for and if you sure. know any, you uh, can have them sign up. Yes. So, yeah, you're hearing it here, as she said. First, if you've got a wiener dog, sign up to be in the October 2nd uh, festivities. Um, Just uh, message us on Bike Rack's uh, Instagram. Instagram. All right. There we go. Bike Rack Instagram. Hit that up. And uh, thank you again, Christine, so much for joining us. Thank you all for for all the support that you give to to, uh, Beer and Hymns. You have been a wonderful venue for years. We're so happy to have you as a sponsor now. Thanks for Uh, having us, Ken. Yeah, big time. Y'all have a good one. You too. It's your 10-year anniversary. Yeah, 10-year anniversary. Uh, expecting it to be the largest one I think it'll be the biggest, the biggest one. We're way ahead of last year, and we're ahead of 2019, which was um, a pretty big year to begin with. Well, one of the cool elements to me as well is is the things that take place, not just the youth element on Friday night, but but the para element that, that gets added in. Yeah. At, I mean, throughout the weekend, that, that you, you have support for just so many in our community, not just... Uh, you know, full able-bodied individuals, but you you make sure to to open this up to everyone. We try to we try to include everybody from kids to eighty-year-olds, and um, we call it the TriFest RMS Festival because there's not many triathlons in the country that have as many races and divisions that we do. So there's a kids race on Friday night, and the para piece of the kids race is part of that. And the para just means uh, kids with some type of uh, uh, physical challenge, neurological challenge, mm. um, and we're, um, I guess, certified, is that the right word, certified, mm-hmm. are. to be a, a race that can handle paratriathletes, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. so we're set up to be able to deal with that, and so it's, it's a, a immeasurable. Para, a paratriathlete is put together with a buddy, and that buddy trains with them, building up to the race to be prepared for the race, to encourage them along the way. And so that buddy and their athlete um, finish at a finish line empowered and sharing more than they realize. Because if you are at the race, your perspective 
goes off the charts because now you know all those excuses you 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 have in your head not to do the race they're deleted and the following year those people usually join the race there's it's it's uh, there's a whole other podcast too to talk about the buddies because most of our and they're called guides the usat uh, united states triathlon association calls a person that assists someone that's a paratriathlete, a guide. Well, we call them buddies. And the reason we call them buddies is because most of them are buddies outside of this sport now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a friend, a friend of mine who is, he's been the buddy for his athlete for six years. They go to movies. He went to mm-hmm. his graduation. He's just, you know, a part of the family now. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot. Um, so the paratriathlete aspect of TriFest is just a really unique, uh, special uh uh, thing for us and the athlete and the volunteers and everybody that attends. Um, but there's also other uh, other divisions. We have the Celebrate Corporate Relay Challenge, which is a way for corporate community to get involved. We've always, you know, this community is amazing, but we've always wanted to have a, a better way to get the, the corporate teams involved. And so uh, Wiley Elliott with Celebrate Magazine kind of came up with this idea. Uh, years ago with Jim Putzinger, and they uh, put together this this idea, and it's just blossomed. We're going to have the most corporate teams we've ever had this year, 35-ish, I think is where we're at. And they race and compete against each other just like they compete for space in you know, Walmart aisles. So it's kind of it's kind of fun. <laughs> they uh, do, right? We fielded a team one year uh, through Beer and Hymns. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, and I... I, I, I Decent swimmer. Um, I, I think I finished in uh, like the top five swimming slots on on, on the corporate team. We had a, nice. uh, a solid cyclist, uh, my wife, and and a great runner, uh, and and our friend Ethan, and and we were twelfth place. I mean, like you know, we, we we put up a killer time. I thought, and I, but those top teams, they're they're serious. Yeah, they're very they're very they get serious. Get after it. Yeah. <laughs> they take it serious. And we also have the elite race, which is a hallmark of the race. We always said we want to have pros come in here because, you know, it's not always that you get to see pros race and they go so fast. It's just fun. Mm. And then all the age groupers this year were potentially uh, looking at maybe having some prize purse money for age groupers. That'll be new to mm-hmm. this year uh, for the 10th annual uh, uh, race. And then we have a tri-club championship. So all the teams that are on – you know, Team Endurance or uh, 180 Multisport or Rufus Racing or any other clubs that come in from outside of Arkansas, they compete against each other for uh, the traveling trophy for the, you know, the, the team with the most points uh, mm-hmm. uh, across the weekend. And then we throw in a silent auction and a gear tent um, just to make it fun. And this year we'll have also a, a kids' pavilion, which is going to be new just for the kids to... Oh, that's fun. ...that don't do the triathlon. They're yeah. going to have something else to do. Yeah. Um, and I'll leave that as a little hanger. So, well, that'll be not, good. Not right. them, uh, I know my kids will take advantage. Oh, absolutely! Yes. Yeah, it's really, it's really yes. amazing. But fifteen hundred people or fifteen hundred participants for you know a, a nonprofit small community race is a pretty significant uh, number. Fifteen hundred change makers <clears throat> for MS Research. Yes. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, that's true. Um, other ways I'll, I'll make sure to highlight as well, beer, beer and hymns. Um, one of the neat things to get to have you all on our first episode was, uh, we, we got started beer and hymns here locally in 2016. Uh, and we ended up changing venues in the summer of 2017. Um, 
and August was our first month back uh, to get to get to do a beer and M's after having been away from it for about three months. And so we start over at this new venue, Bike Rack Brewing Company, 8th Street Market, uh, here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And, uh, you know, we, I just kind of said, hey, I'm racing in this thing uh, with um, the Ramp EMS Research Foundation. Hey, Bike Rack, you know, would this first one, would y'all maybe, you know, donate 10% of the bar, uh, you know, in support of the charity, and, and we can maybe pass some buckets and see if we can raise some money. And, and I think we only, we raised like $230 that night. Uh, I, I think it was like $232. I'd have to go back and check the records. But, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't huge. Um, but the owners of, of the bar were there that night, uh, and they just loved it. And they came to us immediately when we finished and said, hey, we want to do this every month. We, we want to we give to, to charities every month. Can y'all make that happen? And so it was... Y'all helped us start as a, a fundraising organization. Y'all, y'all kicked off. Uh, you, you, you've spun off charities because of your charity. Uh, because of the work that y'all do, you helped start other charities doing great things. And now we've raised uh, over $100,000 in support of uh, all kinds of organizations. I love that. Um, I, love that I do. Factor. I like yeah. that. Awesome. And, uh, what are other things uh, that people need to know about both your foundation? How, how can people get involved uh, what 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 are ways that they they can help support the Ramp EMS Research Foundation? Uh, many ways, always to support any foundation. But our foundation reaches out for fundraisers to when they join Team Endurance, they become a fundraiser, where their money goes directly to research. And volunteers, <laughs> volunteers are necessary, always. But at the event, they even wear the word encourager on their back. Uh, in the event space, they are clapping, they're encouraging people that are doing the race on. And the racers love it. They're smiling, they're happy, and they're reminded that they are doing something to support something greater than themselves. I, I, I need to go back and confirm those numbers, but I know we've raised more than 5000 uh, over the oh, years uh, oh, for y'all. Yeah. I, I think we actually did that in one year one, at one point. But um, we, we're so excited to get to continue to partner with you all because the work that you're doing, uh, the research that's taking place, I mean, we're, we're working towards a real cure here. Uh, oh, yeah, we, uh, we definitely are. I, I always say I, I suspect that there'll be a breakthrough cure in our lifetime. Yeah. And I'm not sure I really thought that maybe when we started. Um, when I was diagnosed, that was said to me by neurologists. They said, it's a good place to be, this, this disability, disabilitating disease is on the cutting edge. Mm. And I didn't know how to process that, but as we've grown through what we do, through our foundation, I get it. This isn't such a bad illness considering there is light at the end of the tunnel with yeah. something being changed. Well, y'all are part of that light. Yeah. Y'all are a leading part of that light. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of, well, we a lot a of lot. folks helping us. Yes. Well, I know that. A lot but of people lifting us. A lot of folks. Yep. But you, you don't get 300 people to show up to see <laughs> one lady jump in the pool and do a, a triathlon at 5 a.m. on Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, That's true. If it's not for the people uh, who are doing it, no, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah. Thank you. I'm encouraged by those words. Mm. Thank you. Ken. 
Um, what before we we wrap up here? Uh, what else do our listeners need to know? Uh, what else do they need to know about your organization? Man, about there's, you there's so many things I, I, I think they need to know. There's, one of them is really interesting. You touched on it. You talked about the first year that the beer and hams raised $200. And I address this a lot because when you throw out numbers that we're raising, people have the uh, impression maybe that the donations or the are just in the thousands of dollar range. Mm. But... When you look at our organization over 10 years, the largest single donation we've had in 10 years um, is $100,000. And that was, a, that was a monumental moment for our organization. You take that out and you take sponsorship out of each, each race because the sponsorship dollars add up to a, a lot of money, but they pay for the race. We're an organization built on $5 and $10 and $20 and $25, and I never lose sight of that. And so, you know, the next 10 years, I, I know will be more attractive to big dollar donors because I just, I see that happening. But yet I want people to know that we're an organization that really thrives and values just the small donor amount. And, yeah. and you can't lose, lose sight of that. So, you know. We team, remember that because it fueled that day when I was at the finish line, those nine people that invested in us investing in this foundation. Yeah. That's yeah. not easily it was forgotten. About a, about a hundred bucks a, yes. a person on, yes. on average. Well, I mean, that's, that's the story of beer and hymns. You know, we, we did $230 that first night and, and now we'll raise 2,500, $3,000, $4,000 a night, but it's almost all on Five dollar, ten dollar, yeah. twenty dollar donations. It's it is those people who step forward and say, you know, I got a little loose change here, I've, yeah. I've, or you know what, this is a fun night. I, I can give a little bit, or I, I believe in the cause. It's not the big donations that get yeah. us there. It's it's the every person it's showing up and saying, you know what, I care about this cause, or I care about this person, and I'm going to do what little I can yeah. to make a difference. And it makes a big difference. It yeah. makes a big difference. And I try to remember that as we move move forward. So. We're not this big organization that doesn't value the, the small small donor. It just makes a huge difference. We don't underestimate the, that person, those funds. Yeah. Um, what was it you said at the end of your first triathlon, Joe? Ten years ago at the finish line, I at after five starting at five a.m., my words were, "Don't underestimate what you can do. What you can do to influence others." to encourage others, and to be encouraged yourself. And you just said that off the top of your head that day. I'm like, where did that come from? I did. <laughs> That's what was in my heart after seeing the number of people that showed up that morning. Well, it still takes my breath away. Well, I'm an advocate for MS research. And when I do public speeches, I talk to physical therapists, students of physical therapy. I, I write up on the board, H-O-P-E. And at the end of my presentation, I remind them that they are our hope of our future. People with multiple sclerosis, helping them with mobility, improving their mobility. And I write on the board under, with H-O-P-E. I continue that with reminding them that they can help one person every day. And that's the mem I use, telling them that 
our our life is more secure in their hands when they help one person every day. Laugh of the Darkness is produced by BeerandHymns.com. Special thanks to Gloria Echeverria and PJ Bradford for all their behind-the-scenes work, from editing together this podcast, managing our social media, and just keeping me in line and on task. I really couldn't do it without you. Our podcast theme music is composed by folk singer-songwriter and artist Kevin McCrell. You can check out more of his music and art at kevinmcrell.com. Other special thanks to Matt Nelson, our brilliant pianist and band leader. He has recorded all of our podcast music. Thanks to Scott and Joe Rampey, the Rampey MS Research Foundation, and Christine Allen at Bike Rack Brewing Company for being our special guests this month. And to all of our sponsors, Bike Rack Brewing Company, the CFO Network, Kind Creative Company, First National Bank of Northwest Arkansas, the Neighborhood Church, and First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. And to Dr. Donna Johnson and Neil Pumford and Jenna and Austin Evans for your endless support. We are so very grateful. And most importantly, thanks to you, our listeners, for checking out Laugh at the Darkness. Do us a favor, like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. Leave us a review and share it with your friends. My name is Ken Weatherford. We'll be back next month with more stories to Laugh at the Darkness.